afternoon or evening wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to the book of Boba Fett recap from Star Wars Sessions. Yes, we are the place for you to get your fit and we're on hand with all of your shand as well and many other people too. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of our replacement ship the Fire Spray, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, it's Master Bly Walker, Luke Bly. Uh, How are you sir? (laughs) Oi, oi, Savaloy. Mate, boy can't help himself. He's singing in the intro and everything. Um, Mate, yeah, I think I'm wrecked. I think I'm wrecked. I think think I'm broken. Mate, (laughs) I've been on something far stronger than the Beerios. Far stronger. Oh, yes. I've I've been been on the Book of Boba Fett. I've just been in the Star Wars universe. Mate. And I've just come away and I'm like, mate, I don't know where I am. What's going on? What's going on? Woke up this morning, obviously. It's like, well, lads, lads, it's match day. It's yeah, match this day. is it. This is it. You know, this almost. is it. Semi-final. Yeah, yeah, we're, it's semi-final. We're here. We're here, right? And, you know, one of those matches you just come away from and you're like, mate, what just happened? <laughs> what? What? Um, oh, we got a lot to go through this week, mate. We've got a lot to go through. This yeah, week we've got a lot to go through. So, uh, as the title of the episode and the social graphic would suggest, this is a spoiler filled review. Please, 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 if you haven't seen chapter six of the book of Boba Fett, which is titled From the Desert Comes a Stranger. If you haven't seen mm. it, please don't listen any further. Go watch the episode, revel in it, soak it all up, and then come back and listen to what us here at Star Wars Sessions have to say about it. Last warning full spoilers now up top you know the routine that by now if you're new to the show we give our up top opinions and then we dive straight into it so luke chapter yep. six yeah directed by our boy dave filoni what say you loved it <laughs> that's it really just loved it i'm just throwing everything out the window all of my expectations all of <laughs> All of the theories, just everything, just throw out of the window. I mean, this is full-on Star Wars, isn't it? This really is full-on Star Wars. There are some... Once again, it's this whole The Book of Boba Fett thing. I think we're now on a learning curve where we're like, this isn't just Boba's story. This Mm -hmm. is like an interlude. And the interlude is suggesting, well, a lot of this is to do with Boba's war, right? And we're going from there. So... Yeah, for me, mate, taking that into consideration and everything, I, I'm sitting here and I'm gobsmacked. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> um, yes. Yes. My boy, what do you reckon? <laughs> That's what I reckon, mate. <laughs> um, but, oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. As a Star Wars fan, how can you not watch this and just be blown away yeah. by everything we saw? in yeah. it everybody who turns up the story itself let's not forget the actual story because like you've just said it's now clear it, it last week we, we you and I were thinking you know wait, what's going on with the book of Boba Fett this, this was a Mando episode and then people online and then our discord and everyone was saying you know a few people were saying well you know they're, they're, they're connecting everything together which is fine for me I still think they should have had Boba at least once in the, his own episode but series but 
it's now clear that each series is going to connect and set up other stories that other series will run with. This episode shows that there are moments we'll get into which is a clear, for me, jumping off point into another series which we haven't had yet. And, you know, and we'll look back and look I wonder what one you're talking about. Well, I don't know. Maybe Lando, but... um, it was, uh, but it's, it's moments where it's like, right, now I, now I see where we're going now. Now I'm, I'm in, I'm not comfortable is the wrong word, but now I'm used to the idea. Let's, let's punch it. Let's go. I'm here. Right, for this. right. But for right. this episode, mate, I, I mean, come on. I said, either, okay, as a Star Wars TV streaming series episode, I thought it was very good. I thought it was really entertaining. It, 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 it's got that kind of beautiful uh, Boba Fett's um, structure now, where the first half is is slower and i don't mean boring i mean it's slower we're, we're setting story up we're taking time with the characters and then the second half that's where we that's where it speeds up a bit and it works for me i like that i like having time with the characters and then it leads mm. up to the, the bigger moments later on in terms of maybe spectacle but this episode was crammed full of quote unquote big moments yes so let's do it yeah. let, 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 let's just get into it let's get in straight into this episode mate yeah, right, okay, so, um, Cobb Vanth. <laughs> <laughs> from, the get- the oh, from the get-go, from the corner of Cobb, he loves it, we oh, love boy. it. Uh, do you know what, from the get-go, mm-hmm. you're kind of wondering, like, where, how's this going to start? How's this week going to start? Yes. Um, yeah, we're back on Tatooine, obviously, um, uh, and some filth is going down, Um I was again. This was a person I wasn't necessarily expecting to see show up, mm-hmm. um, but no, Corn and the Cobbs here. He he looks, you know, beefcakey as usual. Lots mm. of beef, hundred percent lean. Yep. Um, <laughs> what is it? Scottish Aberdeen Angus. Aberdeen Angus. That boy is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Proper cowboy, mate. This lad is just such a cowboy, man. Timothy Oliphant. Well, that's his. Well, that's not his background per se, but he's known obviously for things like Deadwood and stuff like that, where he is the. We that's just Western personified, modern Western and neo Western anyway. So he I brings mean, that with him, just as well, because there is a lot of Western in this episode. There's mm. a lot of core elements of Star Wars just throughout this whole episode. And yeah, I think the, the, having our boy Corn and the Cobb back, man, I I loved it. I loved our, it. Us aftermath boys and girls, we're eating well again. Uh, good shout yes. back to 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 Cobb. Again, but now that we know that this the epic series are going to intertwine so much, then anyone's um, free game now. Anyone who's shown up can return. I, I look, I wouldn't be surprised if Mithril turns up at some point in a blue geezer and starts mm. and starts shooting rounds at people, but. Um, Cobb Vanth, that was very cool to see. He's, you know, he's the he's the mayor, you know, he's the main the marshal of yeah. Moss Pilgo or Freetown as it's now known. And he takes down three of these pikes. And I love the way the fourth one. He's just like, think about it, you know, just 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 just, just think about this one, okay, mm. before you do anything. He's just like, yeah, this is great. And he he he's, you know he gets the spices, you know, get out, get off my lands, but leave that crate with her with you. And he's like, it's, it's a whole crate of spice, which is worth more than the town. And he's like, yeah, oh, that's maybe it. I'll retire. But he, he, the way the way he, he spins the blaster on his finger and holsters it, he's such a Oof. king. That dead dude doesn't need any more. He's spicy enough. He kicks that spice into the wind. Yeah, he, he is. He's, I like that. He's spicy enough. He he's spicy enough. He's, but it shows he's already though, got he's what he's all about as well. He, you know, he could easily take that and think, you know, I'm going to go. And, I'm going to go and trade this in and yeah, basically live the rest of my life as a royalty in terms of the money he's got. But no. He, kicks it into the wind because 
he's a good guy we think he's a good guy at heart yes and that kind of sets the scene the this story that's even going on tatooine this pipe kind of invasion of tatooine is bigger than just Mos Espa. It's bigger yes. than just Boba and Fennec. It's becoming a planetary thing, and who knows where it will go after that, right? So yes. there's 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 a few there's a few storylines going on here, um, and that's and I think that sets the scene quite well. But then we're back to our boy Din, right? <laughs> and old Din. He's he's on the lookout. Now, I said last week, I was like, I wonder if he's going to be able to even get off of Tatooine because maybe the Pikes were looking, were going to like trap his ship somewhere and he was going to have to help out Boba prematurely to, 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 from, from his point of view. No, throw that out the window. He's going... <laughs> <laughs> he's going straight to Grogu and uh, and someone else, and he knows exactly where to go. I thought that was interesting, um, but yes. again, maybe not. Maybe that sort of information isn't necessary for for the story. Um, but before you know it, Mando's landing on this beautiful, lush planet, and uh, he's walking through the woods. And oh, there's a little R two unit. And I'm oh. thinking at this point, are you kidding me? Here we go. Are you joking? No. 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 <laughs> my, my, oh, uh, hello, friend. I'm looking at a <laughs> Skywalker. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was, again, like last week, once we finished on Moss Pelgo, we, we cut straight to space and the M1 Starfighter. Like, great. We're, mm. we're, we're off world. We're in a different environment, i.e. space. So it's not Tatooine. Great. Okay. We're expanding. Yeah, and then we go to this this lush kind of um, green mountainous planet, which is very familiar. And this is big news in terms of just in terms of ties in tying into sequel trilogy and everything as well. This is huge. But mm. um, you get these little cool little ant droids. These ant droids are carrying these rocks and they're building huts. And are oh, they? R2 that was sick. Shuts down. Oh, they were great. R2 shuts down and the droids make them a little bench, um, which I thought was, that's the kind of humour which I think works so well. Where there's there's yeah. no dialogue. They're just making something. It's like, is that a bench? Is that a bench? And they're basically saying, take, take a seat, Master Jarin. Take a seat. It's pretty yeah. much. And I was like, this is, this is good fun humour. Um, so well, that, when that was cool. He's walking, when he's walking through the woods, we see a rock like it, it, it just bef- behind a, oh, a yeah, small yeah. mound it looks like it's floating at first Levitating, and i yeah. thought yeah and i thought oh hang on that that's where the jedi are nope this light and droids <laughs> just walks out i'm like oh yeah i forget this is star wars so we get all this like weird stuff um yeah i i love that i again awesome little detail um and yet yeah, the, the is that a bench oh mate it's just <laughs> yeah. It's Pedro's voice as well, man. It's Pedro's voice. It's the whole combination of everything, the whole team working on that. It just, it does work very well. And we see what looks clearly like a Jedi temple, like a little Jedi hut, the beginnings of something. And it works. Oh, it works so well, doesn't it? It and really yeah. does work very well, uh, and it oh, is. Mate. That's Luke's temple from the Last Jedi. That's Luke, this is this is Luke's Jedi Academy from the yeah. Last Jedi. So, um, if you if you if you if you go out and look at the the this, the uh, images from from the Last Jedi and whatever, you'll see that this is the same place. And there's a few mentions later on which I thought, oh no, don't say that because we all know what happens to the academy. But 
someone, uh, there's only a few people now in the galaxy who know the location of this planet, which I find mm. unbelievable. One of them is the Mandalorian himself. You know, nobody knows where this planet is as of yet. I don't know if it's been named. I haven't checked uh, Wikipedia yet, but for now, nobody knows what this is apart from a select few people. And I thought that was such a cool tie-in because we, the, the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, we, we we get glimpses of the the Academy. We we see it in flashbacks. We see it in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic series. But now we're going back thirty odd years to when it's being built. Hmm. So now, so which makes me think, yeah, we're going to be filling in some of that timeline. We're going to be seeing more of this place. That hmm. is exciting. That is a huge tie-in to Luke, his journey to the Last Jedi and beyond. This is. This is big, but um, this is tense. This is tense. Well, where where R two is, we know our boy Luke Skywalker is going to be there, mate. Grogu and Luke Skywalker, they're training together. First and foremost, I don't know about you, whoever I've forgotten the dude's name now. Whoever that guy is who's brought in to touch up the deep fakes and the right. and that did one hell of a job. This oh time my around. days! I I was sitting there, so Luke's there, and I'm like, I. Uh, I'm doing these facial expressions at the TV. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing them now. I'm recreating them now. And I'm like, mate, what is going on here? Like, what is that? An actor? Is that a deep fake? Like, I couldn't tell. I, I was like, at first, anyway, when Luke's just sitting there closing his eyes, I was like, what on earth is going oh, on? Is my- that is that a doppelganger? I don't know. I do not know. And they know. didn't have him speak for... They had him speak off screen for this first sequence, which I thought well, that was quite clever. Okay, because everyone's going to be waiting to see, you know, what what does it look like when he speaks? And this, I thought the voice was spot on. Um, yeah, we know who incredible. Voice, of course, is our boy Mark Hamill. Um, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. didn't have him speak. And I was like, right, this is interesting. Are we just going to have a, uh, this sequence where he doesn't speak? Are they Have they taken people's uh, negative opinion on board? But as we find, that's not the case. I thought, honestly, I thought it was great. His hair looks just like mine, actually, when it grows out and I don't um, cut it, which is <laughs> great, but I couldn't, well, I couldn't maybe project myself on him. <laughs> future future haircut, mate. Future <laughs> yeah. haircut. Um, I, I love that, like, Grogu's obviously getting distracted lifting a frog. Your he boy Luke Skywalker, he's like, tell, he's like, tells Grogu off slightly, and then he's like, oh, boy, Luke's like, let me show you how it's done, boy. Like, <laughs> and there's just all these frogs just kind of like, and aren't they the same frogs from, uh, Fallen Order? Uh, but the Ogdo Bogdos. Um, yeah. I don't know that. Like I, I, I have Maybe no idea, but it, I just thought it was, what, I thought, what's going on? There's just levitating frogs everywhere. What's going on? It's great. <laughs> can I just, uh, can I say this once again? I, I, I've, I've, I've said the L, I've said this previously in, in other shows of ours, but on what planet are we living on where we're watching a TV show? And going, oh my days, this is sick. And we're seeing a little green alien kid and then a Jedi master floating frogs, <laughs> space frogs, sense. not even our frogs, space frogs. And we're all going, yeah, this is sick, mate. This <laughs> I, is know. Sick. I, feel, well, I didn't know how much I needed this. And then it's like, then you, then you step back and you're like, is this some old geezer, a muppet? Yeah. And fro- floating frogs. <laughs> What's going on? But that's the magic. That's yes. the magic of it. And I think that's where you can tell there is magic in this, really. Um, and <laughs> before you know, like you said, so he starts talking and there's this kind of like whole, um, teaching from Luke to Grogu and Luke's helping Grogu walk a bit quicker by literally oh. just like lifting him. 
just every few steps. <laughs> it's like a at that point, passive I'm fling, I'm, isn't it? He's kind of I'm, throwing him a few steps. I'm done <laughs> at that point, Matt. I'm like, <laughs> what? What is this? What on earth is this? This is just the way. This is incredible. This is the way. This is the way. And, and I, I did not expect Luke to turn up in this series. I don't know about you. Um, no. From, from when it was, you know, from chapter one onwards and even before that, it, everything that we knew about it didn't smack of Luke Skywalker. We didn't, we, we assumed Din was going to turn up in it at some point, but that they would save the whole Din Grogu uh, dynamic and s- scenario until Mando season three or even further on, maybe season four. So therefore, I didn't think there's a reason for Luke Skywalker. Why would they overuse Luke, you know, the power of of chapter 16 the rescue was so potent you know why, why do you want to dilute that they did not dilute that here they if anything they, they well they respected the rescue and they even built upon it but i had no idea luke was going to turn up but when we saw grogu sorry sorry mando last week and he's like i've got to go and pay a visit to my little mate then the possibility arises that we might see luke and we spend a good half of the episode or at least most of the first front end of the episode with Luke Skywalker, which is bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and then he starts talking about Yoda, mate, as well. Yeah. Oh my word! He was like, "Yeah, he used to talk in riddles." And, That's right. And, and, and you know, you're talking. Oh, mate. Yes, size matters not. And oh. Grogu's just—you can tell Grogu again. This is a puppet, and you, you can tell Grogu is looking at his master and going, mm. "Yeah, I'm listening." Okay, yeah. I'm learning. I mean, I'm doing this. Okay, all right. Like it's it is just once again it is magical. It really it really is just mm-hmm. magical as 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 a viewer and just as TV just as a TV experience, I think. And you could tell his emotion as well from a puppet. Like when they, there's a few moments where, you know, Grogu's loving it. Like when the frogs are all levitated, you can see by his face at the, for the first instance he's loving it. But then got the head bows the, the ears go the the front it's not the, the eyes sort of the eyelids droop somewhat and you can tell that the, the emotion they get out of this puppet i can't remember how many people yeah. are controlling this thing but it's an insane amount and it's yeah. you know they do such a good job of animating a this this muppet basically and you know yeah. hearing luke talk about yoda you know he was small like you but his heart was huge and the force was strong in him that was, you know, I was like, oh, Luke and Yoda's relationship from five and six gets built upon so much here and later in The Last Jedi's will. They're doing so well with that. But he he says, you know, do you remember where you came from? Do you remember your home? Do, does it, anything, oh. do you want to remember? And he's like, oh, would you like to remember? And he puts his hand in his head, mate. And out of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere, we get an Order 66 flashback oh, in the no. Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Oh my days! Uh, it's just it's 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 a lot, Matt. It's a lot. You know, in the last few <laughs> years, we've seen super battle droids like shooting down people on planets and kids being rescued by Mandalorians and taken away <laughs> from said super battle droids. And now we're getting almost the 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 other side of that. It's again, it's all part of that Clone Wars era. We're in Revenge of the Sith now, and we're at the Jedi Temple, and 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 little baby is straight up looking at the 501st Legion storming <laughs> the temple. I half expected an Anakin Skywalker. Same. I'm, same. Not, I'm not even joking. I was thinking, look, Anakin's going to like jump behind these Jedi fools and like just slice and dice them. Oh, and then that, it's going to be a we were missing. Yeah. 
and then, uh, yeah, well, yeah, kind of. Like, and then there'd be a cliffhanger of well, what, what on earth who's got Grogu? Grogu? Yeah, <laughs> how did he in? get out? Yeah, yeah. Well, it lo- it definitely looked like a bag, didn't it? Someone's got him because he, like he's obviously factual. watching this. So he's obviously standing behind. These three Jedi are protecting a temple, but they also look like they're protecting Grogu and whoever's got him because he's watching them from behind. So, and you noticed how he looked younger as well, Grogu. Yeah. His ears oh, were smaller. His face was slightly. So I don't know if maybe they did like a different sculpt on that. Like, you imagine was, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was amazing. The, that whole little flashback was incredible. Seeing and the clones Luke's, again. And then oh, to see the clones again. Again, that was surreal. That was surreal because this is stuff we grew up with. Yep. This is the stuff, and it's like, man, just seeing this again. Oh, it's hitting me. It really is hitting me in a in a in a funny way. Uh, it's surreal, mate. Really surreal. I I really really loved that. And before you know it, Lukey Lukey boy and Grogu are back at the lake, and Luke's like waking him up, like you know, oh, you're back, you know, something like that. And it's, um, it's a, the galaxy's a dangerous place, Grogu. He says, "I'll mm-hmm. teach you to protect yourself." Yeah, because it's. Because it's true, it's true, um, mate. And before you, we're, we're now back at um, Mando, right? Mando's having a kip on. He's set having a kip, bench. isn't he? Love it, <laughs> love it. He, he just accepts that the bench is the way, and yeah, he's, he's a right. proper dad as well. He's like, well, if I've got to wait, I might as well have a sleep. <laughs> yeah, might as well have a quick kip, have a quick <laughs> nap. Um, he hears Ahsoka Tano. No. What? Should have expected it because it's Dave Filoni directing yeah. it. But at the same time, I, I thought, oh, Dave's not going to bring Ahsoka in here. There's no need. There's no, what's the point? He's not going to do it every time. Well, maybe he will. But again, I wasn't um, expecting that. I wasn't I was expecting that. There was a point as well. You know, they, they go into that. But I was like, oh, man, they've literally thrown it. They've thrown uh, Cobb Vanth at us. They've thrown Lo- uh, Logu, Luke Skywalker, Grogu. Uh, they've got clones <laughs> and all the 66 flashback and now Ahsoka Tano is in you know and what did she say oh I'm an old friend of the family oh, oh I wrote that oh. down as well I wrote that down as well and I was like are you mad are you <laughs> mad that is just perfection that is just oh. like of course yeah well she is yes, she is you've got to introduce uh. yourself somehow without being like oh you remember the guy who slaughtered most of the galaxy oh yeah i was his apprentice by the way it's like maybe i'll just be a bit more subtle about it but i love i love that rosario dawson is great she looks great as a soaker and a soaker oh, looks yeah. great in life action um oh yeah and then she says you know this is going to be the site of a great school you know and, and, and grogu mm. will be the first student so there is the confirmation that this is luke's jedi academy uh, and you know, she, uh, Ahsoka believes Grogu's going to be the first student there, and she. And this is this is what got me, mate. This is what got me right in the field. So go for it, because he wants to see Grogu, and Ahsoka's kind of saying to him, well, "Listen, well, let's just go for a walk and talk this out first. And she and he says, "I, I just want to protect him." Ahsoka Tano says, "There is no place in the galaxy more safe than here with Luke." I was like, yeah. "Oh man, we know what happens to that temple and and what happens to Luke as well." I was like, "This is this is what I mean." There's this great kind of foreshadowing, but it ties into the overall story of this era and Luke and the Jedi. I was like, "That's such well, a cool Skywalker line to put in saga, there as well." Yeah, yeah, the whole saga. Yeah, that's such right, a cool ties line. In. And also, uh, did you notice Ahsoka referred to Luke as Master Luke? You know, there's yes, that, I did. Yeah, there's, there's that acknowledgement that yeah, like Luke is is the master, mm-hmm. um, 
and I think that there's something hinted at later as well, uh, a, a little bit about that. And I'll, we'll, we'll get to that. That again, it's just a little nod to let you know, like, where everyone stands at the moment, where, what, what is going down. Like, I think Ahsoka probably has learned by now about the, the big picture. The, the the massive picture Luke yes. has probably sat down and explained to Ahsoka well this there was good in my father there was this because the last time we saw Ahsoka Ahsoka warned of what what dangers uh, can of, of the dangers of having kind of attachment and fear can yes. lead to she was very much in the dark and now I feel <laughs> like she's been enlightened and there's a good chance we'll see that in the Ahsoka show or a different show um, that's but, a good shout because she mm. in, in in the Mando she kind of says you know it you know it can take the best of us and she's clearly talking about Anakin Skywalker at that moment so between yeah. then and now Luke's obviously had a chat and been like no I bought Anakin back you know I saw I saw him with my own eyes redeemed there was good in him still so there, that conversation has been had which is exciting and I think it's a good point to say you know she's she mm. clearly knows now that her master and friend you know redeemed himself and turned back in his final moments. Yes, well, it's it's the pivotal moment in the whole saga, really, because and it's all out of love. But it, it's just it's great to see. That's something that I got from this, anyways. That the Ahsoka was slightly different here than the one we saw in season two mm-hmm. of Mandalorian, right? Yeah. So that that was great to see. I, I'm not even confident that Ahsoka knew Luke was out there. Maybe she'd heard of him or something in by Mandalorian season two, but mm-hmm. I, I suppose we'll find. I, I bet we will find out. I, yeah, I assume we'll find out. Um, yeah, and, and now we're back to Luke and Grogu, right? And Grogu's trying to jump. <laughs> Luke's like jump. Oh, <laughs> his little legs. Like, are, okay. Well, just before that, the important part before that, mate. Yeah, I've got go, on, go on, go on. Is yeah. Din's there because he wants to give Grogu his little gift, doesn't he? He wants to give him his right, his, his right. little handkerchief, and he says to Ahsoka, "Look, basically, I want to see him, and I want to give him this gift because it's his. Uh, as he as he is a Mandalorian foundling, this is his by right." And Ahsoka kind of shoots back with, "Well, maybe he's a Padawan now." So it sets up the, you know, is he is he a Mandalorian founder? Does he begin, belong with the mm-hmm. Mandos? Is he a Padawan? Does he begin with, does he belong with the Jedi? Which path is he going to take? So they they, they set that idea up uh, at this point as well. And in, in the end, Grogu gives the, the gift to Ahsoka, so, you know, make sure he's protected. Because they're watching him. They're watching Luke and Grogu on the hill. And she's saying, look, if you go to see him, you're going to undo everything that he's learned so far. His attachment to you, and he misses you so very much, but... If you see him, this could take him off of his path, and so Din's basically had to come all that way, and re- and he's he's decided, okay, for the for the kid, for what's in his best interest, he decides to turn around and and go back, and he doesn't have that reuniting moment, which is what I was saying earlier that that respects the rescue for me. They don't just wait for a couple of episodes and oh look, they're reunited and they're back and they're playing again. No, they had the moment where Din has the chance to go yeah. and see our boy, and he. He has to say no, otherwise it could uh, damage Grogu's learning or even gro- damage Grogu going forward. And that was, I thought that was a very emotional moment, the way he just has to just walk off and leave his boy. I thought yeah. that was pretty well done. But uh, And then they moved yeah. to, yes, the uh, 
the jumping section. No, no, no. Now, now the jump seems stupid. <laughs> After that, yeah. No, good point. Great point. And it, it, again, it's a pivotal moment, isn't it? Because Mando's weighing up his own interest versus the interest of Grogu's, or the or well, maybe interest is even the wrong word, or the 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 just the what's better for Grogu. Yeah. You know, and it's it's difficult. And yeah, once again, you're seeing all of this emotion behind a, a, a helmet, you know, so it's powerful. It so really boy, Brendan, mate. It was Brendan was the double for this episode. Um, for the very for the most part, Latif did a lot of the stunts, but when he stunts there, but Brendan, our man, was the was the man behind the armor today. Fantastic. Our boy. Oh boy, you know, so, and again, the voice acting from Pedro Pascal is excellent. Mm. Just the, the gaps. It's the, and that's what I said earlier. It's the combination of all of them. It does work. The synergy just, it works so well. Um, it yep. is, some might say it is just so good so good yeah that's it <laughs> Down no, there's, no, there's no other way of saying it there's no other way of saying it um yeah so the little jumps and luke you're trying too hard don't try do oh, oh mate. <laughs> i'm so just recontextualizing that line again now because it doesn't make any sense but now when he says it like that okay i i, I get where you're coming from yeah because he Don't knows think, Luke, just Luke, do it. But the point is Luke knows he can do it. Luke yeah. knows Grogu is capable of doing it. And later on in the episode, Luke says about the training, he's like, well, I'm, I think I'm just more just making him remember what he's capable mm-hmm. of more than like teaching him. Oh. Right. And may I, I, again, I thought that was, that was unbelievable. That was sick. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, Luke is, he's a proper boss in this, isn't he? Yeah. We should have known he was going to return when they were like, when they brought that guy on board, the guy you mentioned earlier, who was that? It's a YouTuber, isn't it? Um, yeah, for, for, I'll, I'll get, I'll do, um, some fact checking in the background whilst we, uh, whilst we talk about it, but we, the fact that they brought him in, I mean, they could have, they could have brought him in to do, uh, anyone to be honest, you know, they, they could have just brought him in for, um, existing shows or, or for new characters or for other characters we've seen to bring them back in later later stories in the timeline but when you think about it you're like yeah actually they had the mandalorian season two finale and then not long after they are um hiring shamuk was the name they're hiring shamuk shamuk that's shamuk, right i just googled it as well yeah they're hiring shamuk. that naughty boy and you know it's, it's like it's, i don't think it was because of the reaction I think Lucasfilm, as we said at the time, are always willing that if somebody out there can show they can do the job, let's get them on board. Let's let's, let's yeah. give them a contract. Let's pay them, and let's get the best people for the job. And it, like, and that's a good point you say is that it, you can't, we could have we should have thought like, right, well, it's come after that. Maybe we're going to see more of Master Luke, and he just looks fabulous. Like when he's running through the jungle, a bit like the Empire Strikes Back, and. When just when he's standing talking, but it's not even that. When he's moving, obviously we've got a stunt, a body double. We don't know if it's Max Lloyd Jones again or somebody else because the credits mm-hmm. haven't told us. But mm-hmm. whoever, whoever's doing the body double is fantastic as well. I've got to shout them out as well. I really do think they're really good at capturing the kind of calm nuances of Luke Skywalker that Mark Hamill bought. Yeah, but this is obviously Return of Luke. the Jedi. 
it's Return is it? of the this, Jedi. This is Luke. now post Return of the Jedi, so he's going to have slightly yeah. different nuances and mannerisms, but at the same, he's still going to have keep that nucleus of what the character is. I think they're doing a really good job. But so it's not just when he's standing still does he work so well. Obviously, in the end of the Mando, the Luke Skywalker, when we see him, you know, f- disrobed, and we see Mark Hamill's face, he's standing still the whole time. Everything else is done by a body double. Right. And here, he's walking, right. he's talking, he's flipping, he's doing everything. Running. <laughs> Running. <laughs> Igniting yeah. the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for the crack, really. Just yeah, like, that was... Like, that yeah, was just I was watching that like... This is clearly just to make people lose their mind. But look, I'm here for it. He's just, for no reason, he's just decided... To, unless he's doing it to see whether um, Grogu will be distracted by him. Can, can he keep his balance whilst you know, so, well, this Jedi Master is yeah, doing I, saber I training? Think- I think there was a few things in it because Luke's like training as well, right? He's mm-hmm. he's keeping his strength up. He's like brushing his teeth, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? He's like he's <laughs> yeah, keeping, yeah, yeah. you know, keeping the enamel good. WD forty uh, going on. Good metaphor there, guys. You can use it. Feel free to use that in the office when you're chatting <laughs> this. Um, you yeah, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And we're seeing like all the jumps and whatnot. Luke jumps on uh, some creature in, in a lake that's like a hippo, <laughs> but not a hippo. Pumba a or something. hippo, something like that. And uh, again, I'm here for it. It's weird and I love it. But Luke is finessing it beautifully. And he goes to the top of this tree and man well like bamboo shoot more like and man it it was just again some more wisdom some more lines i think luke says something along the lines of through the force you will find balance as well because it is you know it's it's dangerous although he's talking about like feel the force around you luke closes his eyes and so does in balance he says yeah right and through the force you grogu will find balance as well so right now he is maybe unbalanced and we kind of know that anyway like most padawans are probably unbalanced that's Mm -hmm. that's the whole point of being a padawan and yeah to 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 see to see all of this it is wonderful but again i think that's some foreshadowing i think that is a lot of story to tell like well how will this balancing happen? Who's going to do it? In what capacity? And what I've thought as well, maybe I'm seeing this uh, a, a little bit early on into the episode, is Luke's probably researching more into the Jedi. I feel like, I feel like he is maybe reverting back to some ways of the Jedi in the prequel era. Yes, absolutely. Possibly. Absolutely. I think. I uh, think did you notice is- that as well? Yeah. Yes, I did. And again, when we get to the end, we'll definitely be able to talk about that as well. I think this ties into the greater story of Luke Skywalker as well, which I never thought we'd get from Mando and Book of Boba Fett. But here we are. I think we're seeing now as well that, hey, look, the Jedi Order of the Republic were blinded by their hubris and by their arrogance, basically, as we've spoken about on on our episodes previously. Yeah. And Luke was, we know that Luke was researching the Jedi and the Sith as well. And Maybe some of these, uh, maybe some of this is kind of uh, rubbed off on him. So now he's he, he maybe isn't as pure of mind as we thought, or maybe his intentions are good, but they're just slipping back into the old dogmatic ways of the Jedi. Not to say that Luke Skywalker isn't a pure character because he is the most pure character in the galaxy, but he's not infallible. We know that we've seen that, and this looks like it's you know starting to help to sow those seeds which is 
fantastic. No, it's not course correction for The Last Jedi. It is developing and building to that character in The Last Jedi, which I think is yeah. brilliant. Um, and yeah, the, I love that through the force, you'll find balance as well. And then the next shot is literally Grogu learning to balance. So that's a cool little cut there. Yes. Um, yes. So the, so yes. He's, it, there's, there's more to it than just the balance of the force. It's, you know, you, you need to balance your mind. You need to literally balance on these, um, on these logs. And yeah. So he gets out the training remote, the classic training remote to test the reflexes. Uh, one of them shoots at Grogu and it hits him. I'm thinking, you, Take your mate, you want to watch yourself, son, or else you're gonna have most of the internet piling on you. Training, I know, I know, but he does a little flip away, doesn't he? At the end, yeah, starts flipping, yeah. And you're like, hang on, because we know even when Luke is like, you need to start jumping, you (laughs) know. Uh, I think at that point, I kind of assumed I was like, yeah, I see where this is going because because that's how Yoda got about quick when he was in combat or when. I don't know, he needs to get somewhere quick because, you know, your boy's <laughs> got toilet. little legs. Your boy, your toilet, yeah. <laughs> your boy's <laughs> got little legs, so he's going he's, he's gonna to be moving a bit slow. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's just that practicality. I just thought of the corridor scene in, I think it's Attack of the Clones or, or Sith, and Obi-Wan, I think Mace and Yoda are going through a corridor at the Jedi Temple. And Yoda is just on a floaty chair, yeah. just like following them. He's like, like yeah, I, can't keep, I can't keep up with these guys. Like you look and see these guys, see how buff they are. Like, I, you know, unless I'm jumping around all over the place, I'm just going to have my little floaty chair to help me. Yeah. And yeah, again, it was just, it, it was nice. It, it felt organic. It felt organic, and it's also a way to progress Grogu's character. Mm-hmm. Not because it's like for the first two seasons of Mando, he is—he really is an infant, and he still kind of is an infant now. But this is him finding his footing, literally, literally. He's getting way more comfortable yeah. with physicality, and that means there's probably a wee bit more room for him to do stuff in future stories. Um, so that's why I think practically this was quite important. And before you know it, Grogu's all jumping all over the place. He's you know, like, jump it, man, jump man, jump man. <laughs> he, oh, he's he's, up he's to flipping man. all over the place. He's slam dunking the funk all over the place. That is yes. some great stuff. Um, <laughs> and I just, just a reminder, this is the book of Boba Fett <gasps> recap. I'm still can't believe that on chapter six, we spent the whole, the last 35 odd minutes just talking about Luke Skywalker and Grogu. That isn't a dig at the book of Boba Fett. It just blows my mind that here we are talking about yeah, this is the, it. the, the this progression is... of Luke Skywalker into the sequels, Grogu's <sighs> training, and it's it's wild, and I'm here for it. But um, this yeah, is Grogu, 2022, people. This is 2022. <laughs> this is how it is an, at the moment. It's a new year and a new <laughs> and a new direction for the wars. But yeah, Grogu, Grogu's learning to. He's now embracing his uh, his abilities. He's, he he can now flip. He can sense when that remote's going to shoot him and then we get a moment where a lot of people have been waiting for for so very long we didn't actually think it was happening or we thought maybe it would happen in the ahsoka show but luke yeah. is watching uh grogu like a proud uncle thinking yeah, actually i'm quite good at this jedi master stuff look at this little green geezer yeah <laughs> and then from behind ahsoka tanu you know to enter screen left and they were on screen together and then yeah. and then they have the chat you know anakin skywalker's padawan apprentice Anakin Skywalker's son, who like two different eras right. combining, and they're now standing together. 
they're talking you know sometimes the student guides the master oh i know i was like (laughs) i bet there's so many people online now so many ahsoka fans so many luke fans prequel boys clone wars fans just going mental now and i thought it was just a great moment and and obviously the conversation they have all speak level just to seeing the two of them on screen is like this is this is what these series are here for now. It's to connect everything up. It's to get. It's to have these great warriors and Jedi or um, whatever you want to call them, because she's yep. not a Jedi. Together on screen, yep. you know what? This is what it's all about now. And if they can make it feel as organic as possible, then this is a massive win. We know Ahsoka's in the galaxy because Din Djarin's already met her once. Din Djarin turns up to this place. Ahsoka's there. They have their connection. There's there's the inn. That's why Ahsoka's there. For one, one of the reasons why she's there, and it doesn't feel out of place because we've seen met her, Din's met her, win win. Luke's met uh, Din as well, that's why he's there. So everything connects up, so it makes sense to bring these two together. But mate, I loved it, and even when Luke says the Mandalorian was here, I was like, man, that's that's the name of the show, that's the name of his own series, the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just uh, and I then calm he down, just man. pulls so out of his pocket. And then he pulls out of his pocket, oh, Ahsoka, and this, you might want this. She's like, oh, yeah. He's like, and this is the book of Boba Fett, stares at the camera, <laughs> winks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, who that? Because uh, I suppose at this point, not that Luke probably cares, but he, he would just assume that Boba Fett is dead, died in the Sarlacc. Yeah. Remember yeah. what Boba said to Fennec, there's advantages to people thinking you're dead. Um, so mo- most of the galaxy thinks Boba Fett's dead. So, um to to luke the mandalorian is a somebody who looks fairly familiar uh compared to if we're going to tie it into boba fett but um yeah he says luke says to ahsoka regarding grogu sometimes i wonder if his heart is in it and she looks at him she gives him a cheeky little smile and says so much like your father oh, <laughs> oh mate, the synergy man the connections mate what what is life right now <laughs> <laughs> it was um it was it was very very special very very special and just going back to the 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 master thing sometimes the student guides the master that's mm. a, a wee bit that could be interpreted a few ways that's a bit like luke and ahsoka's relationship right yeah because well from a certain point of view well luke is the student right because yeah. ahsoka is the elder and but it's it's she's probably like turned up and thinking man this kid like <laughs> this kid it's Luke Skywalker he knows what he's like this is this is what I, yeah she's it's probably helping reestablish her faith in the Jedi mm-hmm. and in in the in the good side in the light side yeah. um and and quite a few things and you can also reverse that you can also reverse that and it, it's probably it's a whole synergy once again they're helping each other because again from a certain point of view ahsoka never graduated so no. luke once again earlier on in the, in in the episode she's on like, oh, master luke well yeah you don't go master ahsoka because she's not a jedi master luke truly is a jedi master so it goes both ways it goes both ways and i i love that leading up to that so much like your father line mm. it was it was perfect because we really are seeing what could have been from Anakin, what could have been maybe, but Luke is this, he, he is a good guy. 
he just is he is he's just a good guy he's he has a good side he has a little bit of a temper issue sometimes maybe and a little bit of a moaning issue sometimes but a don't a lot of us don't a Absolutely, lot of us and that's, that's kind of the point that's kind of the point he didn't give in to that anger really he he gave in to love ultimately um yeah, so interesting, mate. So interesting. Yeah, Again, mate. like you said, this time this time last week, I wouldn't have thought that this week on Chapter 6, we would be, what are we now, 40-ish minutes into the show. I wouldn't be thinking, man, still talking about Luke Skywalker and Grogu and Ahsoka. Oh, mate, <laughs> it's just mental. And it's and like you said, it's it's the healing Ahsoka obviously went through hell in the Clone Wars and post Order 66. She know she knew the fate of her master, uh, Anakin Skark and what he became. Well, later she found that out in Rebels. Um, and Luke obviously had the trauma of knowing who his father was, having to fight him and then saving him and watching him die and then having to burn him. So the mm. two of them can kind of heal each other with, you know, Ahsoka can tell Luke what Anakin was like. It, when he was in in the light, and Luke Skywalker can in return say, "Well, he he became the light at the end, and I will carry on that. I'll carry on the mantle." And it, it, it's probably almost like a I don't say maternal because that's not the right thing, but you know, like you say, Ahsoka is the elder. She was the apprentice, and in t- sometimes she was the guiding light for Anakin, Luke's father. So there is going to be that kind of relationship mm. there, where you know, this is my old master's son, so there's that protective side. I think that's what I was thinking of. So she's going to be protective over Luke whilst also, like you say, he is the Jedi master. Um, so there's that kind of respect as well. But then he, he says, you know, what, what should I do? What do I do here? And how, well, in terms of Grogu, what do I do? Uh, and, and she said, and he's, he's asking her for advice. I like that. And she says, trust mm. your instincts. I mm. really like that. And he, and he's, and he's saying to her, will I see you again? And again, cheeky little wink, cheeky smile. Perhaps just wait till my series premieres on Disney Plus first, mate. Is what mm. I'm thinking. But um, so mm. there is that respect that that there's that mutual respect, that shared history together, which they in this scene and sequence they really got that across so well that you know these two have that shared bond and it's understanding. Called, and it's called Anakin Skywalker. That. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They have the understanding. Yeah, it's Anakin. It's special, mate. It's very, very special. And like you said, I think this is going somewhere. I think this relationship, this friendship, this bond is going somewhere. And it's foreshadowing just, I think, the state of this bigger universe, this bigger picture. And I do think, just going back to the Mandalorian, I do think Mando with Din Djarin is inevitably part of this big picture, this big story. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the Mandalorian story is going. I do think we're going to be in season three going and sorting out a lot of the politics of Mandalore, the planet, and Mandalore, the people, the culture. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why we're needing to do this now in the Book of Boba Fett. And I do think, and we'll get to this, I do think the Book of Boba Fett will play in a lot to mandalorian season three and beyond and beyond yeah i do think actually now i'm starting to see what where the building blocks might be falling and i'm like oh right hang on i see i see the point i see the bigger picture but we'll get to that seneca come closer i have good news that's good news (laughs) 
So we're going to take a quick break here to thank our sponsor for this episode, smugglerscrate.com. Smuggler's Crate is the ultimate Star Wars mystery box. They're different to other crate providers because it's for Star Wars fans and by Star Wars fans. And that right, Mayboy. That is right, my man. I recently got a Smuggler's Crate box as a gift for my family and I was genuinely blown away by the quality. I genuinely love this and I'm not just saying that, mate. Okay, so tell me more about it, mate. Tell the world about it. What was so spicy about this Smuggler's Crate? I'll tell you and I'll tell the world all about the spice. My crate had a selection of Black Series and Lego items, exclusive artwork, stationary sets and loads more officially licensed products. But that's not all that Smuggler's Crate do. No, no. They offer a one-off crate, a monthly crate subscription, three-month prepay, and a one-off gift box. The best part of all of this is they ship worldwide. That's always been a pet peeve of mine, mm-hmm. is going to see a crate provider and they don't ship to like the UK or something. So that's a huge win. So every Smuggler's Crate comes with five to seven exclusive Star Wars items. There is no commitment. You can cancel any time. The value in each box is over £30 or 40 US dollars. The first box ships in only two to four days. And the great news is that you two can get your hands on a smuggler's crate with this exclusive discount code, only available to Star Wars Sessions listeners. Use the discount code Star Wars Sessions, no spaces, for 20% off. 20% off. Only using the discount code Star Wars Sessions, no spaces. It's absolutely worth it, and it's that easy. So go to smugglerscrate.com, and now, back to the show. Talking of Boba, talking of them lads, um, we head back to Tatooine roundabout now, right? (laughs) Finally, we get back. Finally. (laughs) Finally, we get back, because, (laughs) mate, after the last episode and a half, including this one, I am I am kind of starting to miss seeing Boba and Fennec because we spent so much time with them. I want to see what's going on now. So I was quite pleased when the when the Starfighter, the N one, pulled into Jabba's sorry, Boba's palace and she's here to see Fennec. And and then around the table, you know, we've got a strategizing meeting going on. You've got Fennec, Chrysanthemum, the Major Domo, the Gamorians, the mods, and Boba yeah. Fett standing there respectfully. And they're strategizing. They know they need foot soldiers. There's a war coming. They ha- they they've got. They think they've got enough muscle, but they haven't got enough feet on the ground. I like that, mate. They they're, they're basically saying that the other crime lords they're, they're more than happy to let the pikes come and take us on because we've told them to stay neutral. So they're not going to jump in and help us. We so we can't yeah. rely on them. We need muscle. We've got plenty of muscle in this room. And when you think about it, they've got Fennec Shan, Master Assassin, Boba Fett. I mean, come on, Din Djarin and Chrysanthemum. I mean that in itself is a formidable foursome. Plus yeah. you've got the mods who are going to be who, who are tooled up to take falls down. That's not a bad little squad. But Phoenix says no, I need more. He's our boy Din Djarin, and Din says I might be able to help with the foot soldiers. And I think, oh, who's is he thinking? Is he talking about Luke and Ahsoka? Because that's going to be mental. Sure, that, they're just going to wipe everyone out. Or is he talking about the Tuscans? I mean, who's he on about? Um, but I like that scene. I thought it was nice to get back into the palace. Well, it was nice yeah. to see the, the the OG gang of this series back together. Yes, yes. I thought that too. And that is, I think that has to be a criticism of this episode is once yep. again, what the, 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 the guys that are meant to be the main characters of this series are 
pushed to the side once again. Yes. I, I, and I think I'm okay with that because of where the series is going. But this is two episodes now, two episodes. And I, I do think that's, that's a, that is a lot. Well, but I think I'll, they're we'll, hanging their we'll hat on, to- on the mm. character of Boba Fett on his on his legacy i think that but like so I'll, I'll mention that at the end but i think they've yeah same i don't think they overestimated but i think they put too much stock in it uh, yeah to start I, with, but i think there's probably some some yeah i think there's probably some wisdom in that i think you're right yeah. um but uh, as well there's a comparison made by fennec um the the she basically compares cassantin amando She's like, yeah, now they're, 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 they're like, they're equal in combat. She's like, well, now we got the muscle from these guys or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's wicked that like, Cassandra's there and you know, he can take on a load of people. We've seen what he's done, but she's also like, and we've got Mando. Like you can see where these guys kind of like rank Mando in their heads. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, this guy can fight. This guy's, this a guy's warrior. up there. Man, yeah. He's great, up great there. to and see Fennec again as well. The queen. Yeah, and that's true. And we know that because we saw that in the previous episodes, particularly season one of Mandalorian. You, he ha- kind of has that, that reputation for being this like clean cut, uh, expert warrior. And it's, it's just great to see. It's fantastic to see. Um, and yeah, Mando's like, yeah, I know where to get these boys. All right. then. well, where, 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 mate? Bang, cut. Um, your boy's in a ship. At first, mate, I can't even lie. I thought, really? Jawas? Same! I was like, oh, man. That's what, they've taken a long time taking that crate Dragon Skull from A to B, but here we are. They're just, they're just parading it. They just keep stuff, the, don't they? Like they've won the FA Cup and they're going on an open-top bus tour yeah. around, <laughs> yeah. around the Dune Sea. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it, exactly. It, it, I just love it. There's probably no purpose, but they, there was no purpose to a lot of their stuff. When we saw the inside of the Sandcrawler with um, our boy Cobb Vanth in season two Amando, they just keep a lot of stuff. They hoard a lot of stuff yeah, for the man. sake of it, don't they? Sell it's it treasure, well. yeah. and it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, so we are back at Mos Pelgo. Again, a place mm-hmm. that I was like, I did not think would be back here now i was thinking well we might see it at some point in book of boba fett but i was like now nah, we're focusing on moss esper yeah but no we're back at the pelgo matty boy we are back <laughs> at the pelgo um and our boy's there again and he meets a deputy a spicy deputy who's like you can't park here mate can't park yeah, there mate i know yeah. Oh, I love those. Have you seen those videos of people of that guy who crashed a car? Yes. And this this like driver pulls up next to him. It's like some countryside lane in in England somewhere, or I don't know where it is. And he's like, "Can't park there, mate." And the guy's like, "I know." Excellent, excellent. So we should share that. Let's do it. Actually, yeah. There's, there's a there's a no context uh, sh- uh, post for today, but we'll put that out on, on at some point. Yeah. yeah no context for spoilers for. Spoke with Boba Fett chapter six, but that guy is a uh, JJ Dashnor who's a uh, stunt performer. He's worked with Bobby Rodriguez quite a lot. So again, he's Robert Rodriguez bringing in uh, actors and character actors and performers who that he knows well. And um, so I was looking at him thinking, I'm not sure I recognize you, but you're getting a lot of screen time, which isn't a bad thing. That's a good thing. I mean, we're, mm. I'm really, so I have a little look at, look at you and it was, yeah, it's just one of um, Bobby Rod's mates. But yeah, he's like, he's a proper, he's like the guy on Canto bike. You can't park your ship there. And uh, from man, now, just kind of like, get out of it, mate. From what I've heard on the interwebs, 
the the sessions folk love when you uh refer to robert rodriguez as bobby rod <laughs> i wonder if, i wonder if bobby rod himself would 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 care to hear that Do, is that now let me ask is that his nickname or is that something you've just come up with it's something I came up with in the, in, on the episode. <laughs> Bobby Rod. Bobby I love Rod. It. It's just easier to yeah. say than Robert Rodriguez, especially if you can't pronounce your R's very well all the time. Bobby Rod works better for me. So Bobby um, Rod. But Are yeah, you, you not? Can you not pronounce your R's? I can, but, but... sometimes uh, they slip, which is uh, very annoying. So I find ah. myself put more emphasis on the R's. So um, right. Uh, that's why I'm glad. In a recent episode, you had you got to say Rory Ross because I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah. i'll leave that to lukey boy to say that <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was it that was this week's episode when it, it was mate, round, yes. i think yeah. yes it was good uh, job but, but mate, good we'll get, job. Yeah, right. get rid so of the this, deputy and this and, deputy i kind of dug him because i was like again this is so cowboy and it's this fun as so well western mm, very good very cool um and our boy turns up handsome man mm, um Cobb, I'll, I'll Cobb take it from here. yeah excellent and he's like oh he's new and yeah, what do you say he's like he's he, new he's a bit fiery or something like yeah, that he's he's new, yeah. exactly yeah. and i was like yeah. i like that it works and they're the two and this and, and we get to see another side of man though as well because he's 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 saying to, you know Cobb asks him you know where's the green guy so they've got that respect and um but mando's like i haven't seen you for a while how have you been he, he's you know actively asking other people how they are it's not just he's not just turning up to do a job or he, he's asked he wants to ask a favor that's the end game here but at the same time he's genuinely interested in how cobb vanth has been you know how has things been since the, the drag crate dragon incident and yeah. i thought that was quite and he says you know can i buy you a drink which is totally out of the remit of the mandalorian you know he's offered to buy somebody a drink and but be, yeah. but before that yeah. you know he says you know where's your green friend he said like, oh He's back with his people, and Cobb says, "Well, well, I, you know, I guess we both lost something we were fond of." He's referring to the armor of um, Boba Fett, which he gave up. So that's nice, nice little callback to their appearance in ch- uh, the season premiere of season two premiere of Mandalorian. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mand- Mando's there. He's in Freetown because they call it Freetown now. Again, it's a nice tie into the aftermath. I, books. I noticed that. I noticed that because even I knew that it was originally um, our boy Corner the Cobb was lived in a town called Freetown, right? That's in right, the yeah. Math, but, yeah. That's right. Like, because we talked about that in Mando season two recap that we were like, oh, hang on, they've they've kind of retconned the name of where he lives, but they've no, nah, it, it, just trust in the process. That's trust right. in the process. Yeah, that's I love right. It. There's always there's always a bigger fish, and this is the bigger fish now. Basically, Mando's there. He's like, you, you know, you, these you've got some good soldiers here. We need as many guns as we can get, hands-on blasters as we can get. Uh, and, you know, Cobb, is, he's reticent. He's like, well, this is not really my problem. And, and, which is fair enough. He's like, you know, this is, you, you're bringing us into your problem, which could cause danger for us. And even the barman's like, no, no, you ain't having any of this. But Mando's having to say, look, this isn't just Moss Eisley and Moss Esper, this will take over the entire planet. You know, the syndicate will take the planet, including you guys. And if you yeah. don't stand now, you're going to get swallowed up in this. And and Cobb says, you know, that he says that big smile of yours, lets you get away of anything. I was like, this guy's he's so cheeky, Demando. But um, yeah, there was a point when I was like, man, maybe, maybe they won't sign up. Maybe Cobb's just going to be like, no, I have to. These are my people now, and I can't put them through any more danger. Which you'd understand. Yes. Which you totally understand because I think even the uh, weak way, he's like um, something along the lines of, oh, that let the city folk deal with that. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. Mos Espa. Again, I like that they're referring to Mos Espa as almost this like huge mega city, maybe the de facto capital city mm-hmm. of Tatooine. And it's like, now nah, let them deal with that. That's all like crime stuff. Like that's not our business. And that's something that's truly is a reflection of the real world, right? This kind of attitude between the different people and where they live, their locations. And Mando's like, well, what happens there is eventually going to affect what happens over here. Right. You know, you're not as distant as you think. You guys mm-hmm. will need to figure something out at some point. And that, and I, I think calling the cop, he starts to understand that a wee bit. And he's like, okay, I, I hear you. I hear you. And he's like, I'll see what I can do. Something along those lines. Yes, and again, right. it's, it's, it's reasonable, isn't it? It's not just like, yeah, I need your help. All right. Everyone <laughs> assemble. <laughs> Let's go fight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think that is. That's the benefit of a series. Yes. You can you can have that breathing space to explain that and make things more feasible, way more feasible. It doesn't need to be packed into two and a half hours. So, man, I I love it. I I just I love it, and I do think Timothy Timothy Oliphant is he he is tremendous. He is a Star Warsy actor anyway. I think he just has that look that appeal, the way he speaks, everything. I do think he just suits it. And I think, like you said, it is that Western background he has because it, it, it just it slots in so well. Yeah. Oh, bro, he's he's a fabulous actor anyway. He's been around for many, many years now in many, many projects. But, uh, yeah, he's in terms of in De- Deadwood, uh, that's where he's that's where he's most known for, especially in, in, in on the small screen. But he's very, very good, and he has a presence. He has that vibe. He gets that neo western tone as well of of voice, the facial mannerisms. And I'm, hey, look, when you have got Brendan Wayne there as well, I'm sure he knows a little bit about that as well from his um, from his grandfather. But um, I think there's there's some real Deadwood. Speaking of which, there's some real sort of Deadwood western western tones and vibes going on in this scene. Moss Pelgo, we mentioned in Mando chapter nine, season two premiere that it's yep. very, very Western anywhere. The town, the way it's set up, that that you have to ride through the middle of it and everyone's watching you and staring you down. It's a very Western setting anyway. Yes. So this Big only time. enforces it with the performance of a proven actor within modern West, contemporary Westerns in Timothy Oliphant. So he wants to call a, t- a town meeting. He get, get everyone inside. I've got a town meeting. They're going to want to hear what I've got to say. And I think they're going to want to talk. And then, oh man, mate. Right. Oh, we mate, see then, it. We we we, oh. we see we see a figure in the distance. Well, the western that, again, trope. We see the we see that. Um, oh, I don't know what mate. they call like the, the wind chimes. They they, yeah. they start. They go off. The wind chimes. The heat turns. Waves, the heat waves. On, Haze. on it, just everything was. Oh wow, we really, we really doing this. We really. Got oh, oh, I sat there, mate, and I leapt off of the chair Did I was you? watching, and I and I and I said, "This is where the fun begins." I was absolutely, <laughs> I couldn't be, mate. I've been waiting for this moment. <sighs> this is my favourite bounty hunter. There's so many other people out there who would have done the same. I could. I was like, "This is you, this you is knew. not happening." As you soon knew. as I saw the silhouette, yeah, and I saw that's a nice hat. It is a nice hat. As soon as I saw the hat and the silhouette. I said, God damn, that's Cad Bane. Yeah, and I, I knew. said, Cad Bane! 
It's Cad Bane. Yes. Now, Cad Bane, for, oh. I, I, I'm going to assume a lot of you know who this is, but for those of you who don't, because I do think oh, there will be people mate. listening to this who might not know who Cad Bane is. Cad Bane is a bounty hunter from the Star Wars animated stories and series. Yes. Uh, he was introduced in the Clone Wars, I think season three or four. He was introduced. Yep. One of the middle, middle uh, seasons, yeah. I, I, I could be wrong, but he, he, he was kind of a regular on that. He became a regular and a, and a fan favorite. Uh, and he was also recently in Bad Batch. Oh. He was in Rebels as well, was he not? Was um, he briefly in Rebels? Or, ooh, or I don't remember I him being that? in Rebels. I remember maybe, him being Clone maybe Wars. Maybe he wasn't. Because when he was in the Bad Batch, we were saying, oh, is this setting up a potential appearance in the Book of Boba Fett show? You know, a show about we assume was going to be about bounty hunters. Honestly, mate, that when when I saw that silhouette, that was mm. it. I was like, everything we've had so far, this is the cherry. This is I cannot wait for this moment. D- let me just see my boy. Let me just see the blue beefcake himself. Right. Yeah, I don't think I he was in it. Rebels. He's I don't remember Rebels. him being in Rebels, but honestly, no, he, just the, I'm sure he's uh, he's he's graffitied or something in Rebels. Yeah, he's he's, he's in some, the background somewhere. But yeah, yeah. Um, Clone Wars is where he made is where he made his name bad back is where he was reintroduced but they introduced him perfectly again like you said if you don't know who he is go go you know youtube or disney plus actually probably disney plus some of the old episodes and watch him but the for those who do know him that introduction for this western the lee van cleef gunslinger this hazy figure in the desert the old spaghetti western vibes here that is how you introduce a master gunslinger that is how you introduce the bad guy and it was just perfectly done. The music, the silence, the Western standoff, that beautiful angled shot of Cobb Vanth staring down Cad Bane, which I never thought I'd ever say. A character from a book and a character from animated f- standing off in live action. It's... It really is what this whole modern era of Star Wars continuity is all yes. about, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Isn't it? To, to, to connect all of these guys oh. and to sit down on my sofa on a Wednesday morning and see the, these, these dudes just like sh- sh- having a shoot off. It's, 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 it's excellent, isn't it? It just oh. is. A, it's a lot of Star Wars. It is beautiful. Oh, it really oh, is. Oh, mate, mate. Oh, it's beautiful. Krennic nose. <laughs> yes, that's right. Krennic nose. Krennic nose. I don't know why that um, was lined up, but I'm glad it was. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. It's like I mean, we didn't plan that, by the way, guys. This no. is just what happens. <laughs> it's just synergy. Um, no, mate. No, it, it, I, I loved it. I loved it, and it shows us that no, nah, Cad Bane, you don't mess with him. This guy no. is a skilled, skilled. Bounty hunter mm-hmm. and king, <laughs> <laughs> king cad, and they got king. Corey Burton back to voice him. So Corey Burton voices him throughout the Clone Wars. Corey's back, and you remember as well. Let's bear in mind that this is an older Cad Bane. This is oh man, I don't know. Last time we saw him was a Bad Batch, which was just after Order sixty six. So this is I don't know twenty five years later. So yeah, it's getting he's on. A- He's getting on. He's a bit older. He's a bit greyer in the hair. We don't see his hair because he's got a nice hat. But so this is an older, more uh, even more experienced, maybe even more deadly, grizzled Cad Bane. And well, didn't it. he? Let's just let's just talk about the effects here because I thought he looked excellent. 
I was worried about how they were going to do it, but I because yeah, they, they kept his hat down, the brim of his hat for a lot of it. So when he's saying whatever fit is paying you will match, you just saw his teeth, and I thought, please put your head up, mate, put your head up. And I thought it looked, I genuinely, and uh, again, there are minor gripes with the episode, but I thought Cad Bane looked and sounded very good. Yes, I thought the exact same. I, in fact, at times I'm, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, it's practical. Oh no, it's CG. Oh no, it's practical. Oh, I know it's CG. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I it's think a bit of both. Might, I, do you reckon it is a bit of both? I, I think, think you're right. Is. I think there's, yeah. uh, there, there is somebody on set. There is somebody on set with the Duros get up on. But I think when it comes to the mouth, I think that might, I could be wrong because I have got. I've seen s- movies recently where I thought that the certainly the mouth was CG, but it's not. It's all robotic and puppeted. But I wouldn't be surprised if some of the uh, mannerisms of when he's speaking of his mouth of his gob was uh anim- was cgi or augmented by effects but i thought yeah. it looked good mate yeah i th- i i thought it looked fantastic too so yeah props to the ilm peeps and all the peeps that oh, worked on man. this again these last few episodes have looked fantastic i think Cabane, really mate. really good when you just think of this episode alone the effects on this episode like luke <laughs> grogu it's a great Pat, shout and it, just everyone, you think, wow, like that's a the, great show. Maybe that's why the rest of the series was a little bit smaller because they burst the budget on this episode because it, it ain't going to be cheap for no. what they've done. Who knows? Who knows what they've done? Who knows how it works? Do you know what I mean? It, it's, 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 it's complex, but whatever the result today, chapter six of Book of Boba Fett, it killed it. It killed it. Loved it, mate. Loved it. And he looked creepy too. His yeah. teeth, just everything. Just he looked. He looked creepy, like a creepy looking G unit um, <laughs> man. Uh, and yeah, just he, 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 there's a shoot off. There's a mad shoot off. And the uh, deputy, you know, Aww. he gets it. Bang, it, bang, he's got an itchy trigger finger and he's he's eager but um hey mate he shot the sheriff and he also oh. shot the deputy oh that joke that joke i must say was very very well executed oh <laughs> mm. Mm. Have a little cheeky drink. A bit of the old drinky yeah. dance, but mate, yeah, the deputy, they set him up that he's eager. He, he, look, he just, he just wants to help. He wants to do his job as a deputy and back up his, his boss, back up the, um, the marshal. And yep. Cad Bane yep. ain't stupid. I think all along Cad Bane's got his eye on this guy as well coming out and he shoots, he shoots our boy Cobb. And at first I almost write it. like, if, he, if he's killed Cobb Vanth, okay, it sets up Cad Bane as someone not to be messed with, but. You don't kill the handsomest member of the cast off. Well, I think he, I think he gets shot, clearly gets shot in the shoulder because then he, he goes to town on the deputy. He shoots him four or five times to make sure he's dead. So yeah, he he had more of an issue with the deputy. I think. I think. Yeah. He he he. I think had realised like the deputy still knew, uh, but he hasn't got the respect. At least um, Cobb had kind of like the respect. He knew he knew the process. And the yeah, they had that just chat as well, didn't they? They were talking, you know, and he's saying, "Look, stay put and stay out." And he's saying, "You know, you want to, you, you do well to keep your nose out of the business where it's not meant to be." And you know, cop, the cops fronting up to him. You say, "Is that a threat or awesome, awesome advice?" You know, he's—I don't mm. know. I'm not going to say Cad mm. Bane respects it, but there is that kind of gunslinger trope where 
even even the greatest of enemies respect each other because you know they because they all front up they are two men standing opposite each other about to have a showdown there is that respect with it yeah it's almost yeah. like a it's almost like the tra- traditions of the gunfight of the western correct so i think cad Bane's aware of that whereas a deputy now he's going to come in and do a sucker punch and he gets obliterated and so, we know that old corn on a cob survives anyway can- canonically right because he's in aftermath and has that happened yet or, uh, or yeah it has. we're not sure aftermath has happened ah it has so this, happened this has sure. aftermath happened of but course because he's got the armor isn't he in aftermath that's it because it's uh, aftermath is set basically about it is set around the time of the bat- battle of jakku just before that but um i had the subtitles on and they said you know look oh you know the sheriff's down get him a med pack mm. you know get him a stim Oh, just falling all the job. I noticed that. I noticed yeah. that on the second time I watched it. That's right. I've watched it two times. You naughty boy. One without subtitles. First time I always watch without subtitles. And then if I can, I'll get a rewatch in with subtitles. Bang. Love it, mate. Got to watch those subtitles, mate. But Cad Bane is back. He, well, Cad Bane is here to, in live action. He's introduced himself. He's taken down Cobb Vanth, who's still alive. He's shot the deputy. The barman gives him a look as if to say, right, we're fighting. I think that that is now sealed the... The people of Freetown, they're, they're coming to fight. They're not having this guy come onto their territory, you know, sucker punch their, their mayor, their, their marshal, sorry, uh, without a fight. They're going to take it to Cad Bane. Now, yeah, what yeah. that leads in to Chapter 7, the possibilities are tantalising for Cad Bane and some of the other people he might come up against. But um, this scene, I think, mate, was handled brilliantly. They got the they got those the gunslingers at dawn kind of vibe just right. I think it was excellent. Cad Bane looked brilliant. Corey Burton was so glad he's back to voice him. Nothing about it. It was perfect for somebody who loves Cad Bane and really wanted to see Cad Bane in this. I think it was a fantastic introduction. What you said was right. They got the presence. Mm-hmm. He looks creepy. This guy is clearly the bad guy. There, there is no redemption for Cad Bane. He's not going to have a change of heart in the next episode and be like, oh, well, I'm a good guy now. No, no, Cad Bane is out for himself. He's They've shown he's the bad guy. That yeah. excites me. I cannot wait to see him again next week. Assuming he shows up, I think he will. But I'm so glad they brought him back in, mate. Just imagine in like 2015 sort of time on the lead up to The Force Awakens, during this kind of new era of Star Wars, we were reading all the comics, like the Darth Vader comic. I'll get to that later. Oh. Um but just imagine if someone just teleported in front of you and was like come here and you're like yeah 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 what 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 and you're like look in a few years time we'll see cad bane in live action star wars you'll be like no shut up they're not going down that route are they and you'll be like yeah 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 and you know that aftermath book yeah um well corn on the cob the guy from that He's also going to be in live action. What? You get, sure. Do you know what I mean? If if you were told this a few years ago, you'd be like, I doubt it. Wouldn't you? You'd be like, well, I doubt it. It sounds good, but I Too doubt good it. To be true. We're going to get Luke and Ahsoka having a chat about about, about a new Yoda and about Anakin as well. What? Exactly. What are you about? No, we're not. We're going to see, we're going to see some Mando who, who is now like the, the king of Star Wars f- flying an M1 Starfire. What? Hey. I know. Where am I? <laughs> Yeah, and that's how I it. feel. That's how I feel right now, mate. That is how I feel. I'm like, what? What is going down? What is going on at the moment? Oh, mate, it's like I love it. The Force Awakens. I can't explain, and and you wouldn't believe it if I could. Or whatever she says, English race. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, oh. so, Vanth is alive. Moss Pelgo, Freetown. They're coming. They're going to join the fight in the next episode. Um, but we go back. We go back now to um, to Moss Esper. 
and um we're into the sanctuary and i've got to say i was watching it i was like i thought they were playing the ghostbusters theme all i heard was dun, 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 dun. i was like what are they playing that for but it's not instead we get the majesty the royalty that is garza Fwip is on screen mm. like now the episodes now now we're going places come on Fwip. um something i noticed as well about the sanctuary that looks like we've got different people in this time but one of the criticisms of the sanctuary sequences is that um they've had the same clientele in throughout the whole the first few four episodes so when you walk in there the same people are in there this time they've got new clientele in mm. and the, the it's the pikes the pikes have joined in uh they've come to get a drink and they, you know they do you want your helmet buffering they're like nope we just want a drink they don't want to drink mate they're there to cause trouble and this is it no this is that's the it now. yeah they take a cam tick a cam tono loaded with yep. explosives and they blow up the sanctuary they they yeah <laughs> they they blow it up Mate, the pipes story. can blow up. They can blow up Moss Pelgo. They can destroy this staff M1 Starfire. They can attack Cobb Vamp. For all I care, they can barbecue a Gamorrean guard. But they've crossed a line now. They've overstepped their boundaries. They've taken out Fwip. And that ain't good. That well, is it now. It's going to be hell to pay. They've taken Garza out of the game. Is Fwip Rip? Is Fwip, <laughs> is, is Fwip R.I.P.? It was a pretty big explosion. Also, Max Rebos, he knows how to get out of Dodge because I don't think he was there. He, he got out of the Jabba sail barge and the Sanctuary explosion as well. Yeah, that's it. That's true. There's it was a, a lot big explosion. Happen. There's a lot that can happen in Star Wars, you know. Ooh. But but Fwip at the moment looks like nah, she's 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 dead, mate. She's yeah, ripped. Those pipes oh, maybe are not. Get it? Who knows? Who knows what Twi'leks are capable of? We don't know. Well, um, of course, of course. Right, but those pikes mean business. I did think to myself, so why did they blow that up? Eh? <laughs> like, what was the point there? Like, was it just because someone was there? Was, was did they know that the Fwip was you know on Boba's side? Maybe I think or? she's a well, she's on the side of the mayor as well. I think it's a power play. I think it's it's a statement of intent. I think they know that in terms of Mos Espa, a lot of business goes through the sanctuary. So mm. if they can blow that up, it asserts their domination. I think. Right to completely eliminate that that place of business trade and yeah, and take out the competition and politics right yeah politics too yeah I suppose yeah just blow it up why not <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah so taking flip out now and that you know I, I've always thought the pikes are punks now I hope they get I hope Boba goes ham on them for taking yeah. our girl out yeah and now I thought hang on is that where the episode's going to end yeah i was thinking okay th- th- that might be the ending and we might be like right now we're in proper war or something or mm-hmm. we're going to go to the war room or like a report would be delivered to boba saying the sanctuary has been destroyed no don't get any of that we go back to luke's planet to the <sighs> temple planet which we don't have a name of do we i don't believe yet. we do yet no. no okay well we go back to the 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 planet luke and grogu are on and they are at the little hut that is that is completed now, aren't they? The little Jedi hut. Yeah. The stone one. Luke, Grogu are sitting opposite each other. There's a little, I love that. There's just this tiny little bit of fabric, like a, a wee carpet, a wee, a wee bit minimalist. Of yeah. To, to just lay down what's going on the said bit of carpet. It, it's, it's like he went to, um, a shop like dfs or something like can i have a sample 
Just, <laughs> yeah. That'll do. He, he went to B&M, he's like, I'll just take your cheapest, smallest bit of um, towel, please. But Fabric, It also please. shows, look, like, no attachment. There's no, they, don't, they don't need material items. Luke's living in That's a it. stone hut with a brag on the floor. He doesn't collect, he doesn't sign up to Hasbro and get, like, pre-orders and stuff <laughs> yeah. and then has to wait a year for them and stuff like that yeah <laughs> and then has to pay a bit more for that matter as well yeah no he's like no i'm not really a collector me just uh stick to that and we're just like what mate you mad we love, we love <laughs> collecting stuff we don't need and is useless um oh yeah mate, it's grogu's choice Grogu's yes. choice. You're right. So there's this chain mail, right? This um what do you mm-hmm. call it? It's like the it's like Frodo's um um Oh Miss uh, Miss not Miss is it not is, oh god Mithril? No Mithril Mithril, isn't it? I'm not sure because isn't that blue guy's name? Oh, from we, Mando. That's right, because we said this last week, we couldn't remember. It is Mithril. The the chain mail Frodo's one is called Mithril. Um the the other bloke's called the Myth the Mithril, I think. I can't remember what he's called now, but it's definitely Mithril. Yeah, maybe, there's the maybe there's a connection there. Maybe there's a connection there. Who knows? Somehow, Mithril crossover. Yeah, somehow. Um, mate, so yeah, there's the Mithril armor. He's like, this is from the Mando. This is from Daddy. Um, and <laughs> what's funny is Grogu instantly goes out to like to touch it or to yeah. to, to 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 get it to receive the, the 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 present, the gift from Din. And then Luke's like, oh, but hold on. I want you to make a choice. And he pulls out a wee lightsaber. At this point, I'm thinking, oh, Luke, Lukey boy's gone and made a lightsaber for Groves. No, 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 no. He's not made a lightsaber. He has salvaged a lightsaber. Luke says, well, this belongs to my master, Yoda. And he pulls out this lightsaber. And once again, Grogu's eyes light up. You notice that? Yeah. They, they just lit up and... He's like, man, I love those glowy stick things. <laughs> well, he was well into it when Luke was doing his training earlier on in the episode. He, he kind of looked like, oh, I fancy one of them. Yeah, absolutely. And he he probably there's it, it, it probably he probably remembers the lightsabers, right? We know that from the flashback. And there's probably that familiar. It's it's familiar to him. You know, it's a familiar thing and a familiar object and familiar environment. And so he's thinking, man, that lightsaber's looking mad tasty right now. <laughs> it's that, it's, it's that, just that connection to Yoda. Um, and Luke's like, look, you need to choose. And it's, it's cool that Luke's giving him that choice. But once again, this is what I was mentioning earlier. Luke is reverting back to those prequel ways, you know, yes. of, well, you need the, you can't have this without this. And if you have attachment, then it's like, hmm, that's interesting. That's it's interesting. almost manipulative. And I don't mean this that Luke is doing it in a malicious way, but it is almost very manipulative when he's saying, you know, you can take the lightsaber and you can become a great Jedi, but you probably won't see Din again. You know, probably won't see your, your dad again. But, you know, I can make you a great Jedi instead. And I know he's not trying to lure him in with these false promises, but they're, they're, I was watching it thinking, oh, man, this is this is tough. When he's like, you can take the chain mail and you can be with Din, but I can't train you because you've shown that you've got you, you, your attachment is far too much and that's not the Jedi way. It's, it, it's a really great dilemma for a viewer because you are like, well, which way is he going to go? I think I know which way he's going to go. But at the time, you're like, oh, man, Luke, what are you doing, bro? Because he, like, he can still have the chainmail armor and still be a Jedi, surely. Can't, can't, why can't we have both? Why can't we shepherd in this new era? 
and learn from the mistakes of the past, which Luke later learnt and <laughs> ended up putting him out of business almost as well. So this is an interest, what we are saying earlier on, this is sowing the seeds now for for the Luke Skywalker that we know in The Last Jedi in the sequel trilogy. And I think it's really, really clever how he's doing it because he's not doing it to be awful. He's just saying, you know, the Jedi way is that we forego all attachments. So, you know, if you have this mithril, then, of course, that is that is going to strengthen or confirm your bond with your daddy, which, you know, means you're going to be conflicted. And I can't really help you because I've seen how, what happens to people who go down that path. I get it. It's a, mm. it's a great, great choice. Now, I, I think I, I think he's going to take the, the armor because I think Ben Solo was Luke's first student, if I'm not mistaken. Quite not Grogu. But... Um, at the same time, though, they, 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 anything could happen and Grogu could take that lightsaber because he thinks that's the right thing to do and we could still have a change of heart later on. They could hit us in the, with a gut punch and make us think, oh no, you know, now they're never going to meet again and down the line they will do. But I thought it was a really, really cool ending and I felt really sad for little Grogu in this moment because he's you know, having to choose between his, his, his people and everything he knew before and his, his new governor and you know, the, the guy who's the one person he's got a strong bond with. Really, really cool cliffhanger, mm. mate. Which, le- which, how it leads into the next episode, I have no idea. Will he choose the armor? Will Luke drop him off on Tatooine? Will Luke see that his home, play- his home world is is under civil war and join in? Who knows? It's just it's tantalizing. Who knows? Who knows? And I'm not a hundred percent sure which Grogu is going to choose. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm really not. I think there's there's a way of doing this that the guys over at Lucasfilm have figured out. So they've they've thought, look, people need to see Grogu in some capacity because he's such a success and he has become a symbol of Star Wars. He's become one of the most iconic things to, to come out of Star yeah. Wars ever, ever in the last nearly near fifty years, right? Yep. We, we, we need to see what's going down with him. And I think that's probably something that's, that they've thought of and realized probably even before season two aired. Right. Now, I think there's a good chance you can tell this story of Mando doing his own Mandalorian stuff. The Mandalore stuff have hints and, and themes of, of Grogu in mm-hmm. the background foreshadow certain things without necessarily Grogu being there. And you can have the story of Grogu with Ahsoka and Luke and the Jedi part of this story. And I still believe there will be this event where there is this reunion. We, 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 we knew that in season two. You know, Mando says, you know, I'll see you again. You know, I promise, something yeah. like that. So it's going to happen. They don't just use lines like that in Star Wars for the sake of it and for the no. crack. Like it's going to happen. And I'm still thinking there's going to be this. I still think I, I can still picture Grogu, you know, in years and years down the line with Ray. Mm-hmm. And maybe Daddy Mando's there as an older man. And th- they're realizing that there's this, there's more to the Jedi than this, like forbidding love and attachment but more that it's about family and and it is about love and it is about preserving that um that's where i could see it going but it's i still think we're in an amazing place we're in an amazing place to think actually 
whatever it is, I just want to know. I want yep. to know. I'm curious. And it's kind of cool that it's not clear cut. I think that's a, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And maybe boy, we've still got another chapter of this series to go. So Mate. who know, man, who knows what will happen? Cause I thought we'd be back on Tatooine getting involved in the politics again. Nope. Nope. None of like we get a wee bit of that, but yeah. That's what I thought we were going to have this this week would be the gang being brought together, which I suppose they kind of were at the end. They were literally together, but um, we didn't get that this time. But uh, we'll, we'll we've only got one episode left. I, I still love that meme as well of, of Grogu like two or three hundred years down the line, and he's talking to his students, and at the end he's like, "No, this is this is the way." I was like, "Oh, mate, if they can mm. show us a flash forward of Grogu saying that this is the way, it's not the doesn't matter about the Jedi, you know, this is the way." Um, but yeah, so we've got one more chapter left now. We've seen that the guys are strategizing around the table. They know war is coming. We've seen mm. the Pikes take out the sanctuary and an important um, area, important location within the area now. So we've we've seen now what's happened. We've seen that there's going to be problems. The Pikes are all over. They're now in Freetown, Los Pilgo. They're now trespassing there. They are expanding their uh, their presence across the planet. So far, just to places we know, but who knows where else they are um we it's setting up now to so hopefully next week will be a bumper episode i'm hoping next week will be closer to an hour this this episode is certainly sets up a big war in the streets it's setting up the stakes the clans the battleground the pikes we got to see boba this time he he nods you know he's there for three seconds he's there fine he's in his own season fine whatever But um, yeah, this episode respected the rescue that, and the fact that we didn't have Mando and Grogu reuniting. So we, we have to wait for that moment. So it's going to be even sweeter when it happens. But I, I'm guessing now, I, I thought this would be the episode where we'd have a lot of set up for chapter seven. We got that yep. set up, but it wasn't as much as I thought. We've got Boba, Fennec, Chrysanthemum, the mods, Cobb Vanth, hopefully, and Din versus Cad Bane and the Pikes. Are we gonna? Is there another syndicate coming? Are we gonna get the Crimson Dawn? Are we gonna get a big reveal in the last second of the episode? They have to start the next episode straight in. Now we have to. I mean, to me, they gotta give Boba his moments now. And I get, I can hear people saying, "Yeah, but you know, this, this is, this is everyone's being incorporated." Yeah, but we need to see Boba in the book of Boba Fett lead. He's got to lead this squad into yeah. battle and he's got I to show he what he's a leader and we've got the rancor don't forget so that i've got to imagine that baby's coming out we have I to see boba will. now in a leadership role he's got to be the boss man why no not not to satisfy 40 years worth of um fan theories and and love for the character but now is the time to have him step up and be like you know this is my territory i'm ruling here i'm the daimo i am boba fett i am the man to follow let's go that's what we need mate for me yes no, no, no. I think you're right. And I think that's what we're going to get. I think there is going to be this big battle, this climactic sort of event. And we're going to see a few characters and we are going to see a battle. And mm-hmm. it is going to be Pikes versus Boba's gang, Boba's mandam. And it's going to be lethal. And I hope, I actually hope it is going to be a battle in the city in Moss Esper itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to see that kind of urban... Battlefront jobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of urban combat. I would really, really enjoy that. But I think that's where it's going. I really do. I think we're going to see Rancor. I think we're going to see Mando. I think we're going to see some ludicrous stuff. Mate, I really go, think this is going to be mental. Cad and Bane we're gonna go, versus Boba. Wow. Are we getting it? 
We have to, don't we? We have You'd to. You'd think so. You'd think because so. Because when you think of the the bad guys in this uh, series, there's kind there of for, for, for Boba to battle someone himself, it, surely it's going to be Cad Bane, isn't it? because there's not really i mean there's a few pikes and i'm sure we're going to see some pike action and i think the pikes outnumber the the boba's gang by a lot Mm -hmm. and that's why boba has specialists he's got mando he's got kersantan he's got himself fennec you know he's got he's got the talent he has to i mean he has a rancor yeah yeah come on um but i I can't think of many other people who are going to be like look um Boba, I got real issue with you. You could sense from the way Cad Bane was talking that he really took umbrage with Boba Fett, right? He, he mm. really was like, nah, this guy. And he knows Boba schmuck. Fett. He worked for the Empire. There's some beef there. So I think that is kind of your climactic event. Oh, um, mate, mate, this is crazy stuff. Mate, this I is crazy stuff. Wait. I hope it is. I hope we do get like a proper battlefront thing where you've got different wars different battles going off concurrently and we're kind of flipping between each one so you know maybe you've got cob vamp from the boys taking on a section of the pikes in one area later on we've got the mods taking on a section and we've got uh at the same time we've got chrysanthemum and fennec or din they're in they're off taking on an, another um part of the pikes or whoever's going to turn up and then we've got boba and cad their their battle i'd love to see that like four or five different battles yeah. going on i don't I don't really yeah. want to see all of the gang together fighting side by side for the whole episode. Some of it, of course, but I want to see them branch off and all get their moments. But it's got it's got to lead to Boba riding in triumphantly, maybe on that rancor. And yeah. it's got to be Cad Bane versus Boba Fett because the Pikes are the big bad. But in two of this episode, they haven't really done an awful lot. Like, yeah, they yeah they shot up the Tuscans uh, and we had that brilliant train sequence. But until then, we're just we're just told that the Pikes are the bad guys. We're told that these guys are got to be feared. And now they've blown up the sanctuary and foip. Um, now we're seeing what they're capable of. But even then, that is still something that this is going to sound awful. But you know, any criminal gang can blow up a, a bar. Anyone can walk into the Camtona and blow it up. That doesn't smack to me of a criminal mastermind syndicate. Whoa! Look what we've just done. Nobody could have orchestrated this. Mm-hmm. So is you know, Cad Bane is the big bad. They brought him in in the final episode. He is the major antagonist. Yeah. Unless we're going to get a tie-in, is there going to be a? Yep a yeah. Thrawn, a Kira, or something at the very end, which is like, okay, this one was puppeting the whole thing. I will now, say one, though- one, one thing I did think was a bit odd, a wee bit odd, was the, and I still kind of can't believe this, is the introduction of the twins, the Huts. <laughs> and, and you know, they really have, they turned up, they were like, and they went, nah, do you know what? This ain't worth it. I mean, they were probably paid off by the Pikes, but they really were like, here, have a rancor. Yeah, that, that's what that's it. It's it like, like, okay, can we, maybe can we introduce the rancor. I don't know the, the huts can give it to them. I don't know. Maybe they'll come back next week or in a different series. So yeah, maybe next week. Maybe next week. Or they'll send fire or something because the Tuscans might join in as well. The Tuscans and mm. the, I know that, that that particular clan is gone, but surely the the, the legend of Bobra and also remember Mando helped the Tuscans out in 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 the premiere taking down the Crate Dragon. So maybe they'll come to help. Maybe we'll get. Uh, that moment where all seems lost and then the Tuscans come in and whoever else and maybe the Huts are going to send some a couple of other bounty hunters in to help out because it's oh. like you do right actually it does seem kind of like well 
let's just we're on Tatooine. Let's bring some huts in, and then they can go the next episode because they got a bit scared, uh, like Ross, right. like Ross Kemp got a bit frightened, right. and they got out of there. But they gave him a rancor. Why? I don't know. They also gave him black Cassantin, or sorry, Cassantin, Santi. So um, there's got to be yeah. some payoff there. There's got to be. There's got to be, right? Surely. But either way, mate, either way, this this week has been mental. It's been ridiculous. Um, one last note. One one last thing that I did remember, Big because boy, yep. as you know, I was really invested in the Star Wars comics back in the day. Yes. And I had to do a little research on something after this episode, because I was like, I'm sure... I'm sure this doesn't line up, and I don't think it does. I do think they've retconned something here, and that is, I think, I think the destruction of Yoda's lightsaber. Yes, mate, you are totally Is that correct. right? They yeah, did. Okay. They threw it in the fire, and they, and they all blew up, but I, I, I put it, was it in the my head to see how blue guy, more than the uh, mass, mass, mass um, Amida, yeah. Mass Amida. They mass collected Amida, all of the yeah. fallen Jedi's lightsabers after Order 66, and you know, they're saying, you know, these guys are traitors and treacherous, the great symbol of the Jedi. Let's burn it. And But in my head, Yoda had more than one lightsaber. Maybe in my head, he had one on Dagobah. Mm, maybe. That's what I'm thinking is. Because uh, other mean, I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, otherwise, I'm thinking they're going. Do you know what? It doesn't matter as much, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking, look, that sort of canon. You can kind of look at it as a certain point of view. Maybe I don't know. It's literally it's like a few panels. Otherwise, it is stupid to even have comics and books. And I do believe that. What's the point of having them if you are just going to freely wreck on them? So in my, so I, I do believe that. It's like, well, there's one of his lightsabers. You know, he probably mm. had, he probably had more than one. He probably made more. Who knows? Mm. He had, like, he had plenty of time to do it. That's a good way to uh, let's let's um, tweet Pablo Hidalgo. Be like, what's yeah, this what all Pablo, about, mate? mate? <laughs> I know because I did think that because there's that big. They make a big scene out of it. Like, here's Yoda's, and they blow it up, and I was like, hmm. But you know, in right, my head, I right. just it thought, was in the Vader comic, wasn't it? It was, yeah, I'm, yeah. It was I've one of the first ones. Yeah, I got I got a load of my old comics out recently, and I was like flicking uh, through them, and that's where I was like, hang on, I th- I swear I've seen that recently. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Boy. It's yeah, funny how so that works, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was looking through it specifically because of Dr. Afra and Black Cassantin. Because yeah. of those guys, I was looking through it, and that's what made me kind of go back to to that. So, yeah, it's funny, funny how, um, funny how the world works, isn't it? Right, mate, are we are we at the rating? Surely we are. This is a beefy recap, but there's a, there was a lot to get through. A lot happens in this. Ah. Matty boy, ratings, scores. Who who goes oh. first? You go first, I go first. I think oh, you should go first. I've genuinely got no idea. I was too busy reading about Yoda's lightsaber and there is an answer. But um Okay as f- as for scores, oh mate. Um I've no idea. What did I give the last one? Nine point I'm gonna give this one a nine point five out of ten. Flaming because, heck. Because I mean what was wrong with it? The only thing that was wrong with it was uh you know, again, if you want to look at it from a strictly titular point of view. Boba nods and then he's gone again. I don't f- believe Boba Fett is a crime one. I don't believe he could gain respect because as a viewer, we're not seeing anything from him in these last few t- to, t- to show us that, that he is the man to follow. And as I said, I think Lucasfilm and John Favreau lent too much on the, you know, Bo- people think Boba Fett's cool. So that will carry the story when he's not in it. You know, people will still think this is Boba's story. Mate, everyone's not, nobody, yeah. nobody's talking Boba. No one is talking Fett. They're talking Bane. Skywalker, Tarno, Grogu, that Mando, they're not talking about Boba anymore. Mm, mm. Which is that which is worrying because this is the book of Boba Fett. Yes, you can have you can introduce as many characters and uh, and intertwine the stories, but 
you know, the, the guy's name's in the title. That's what I mean. Yeah, Boba showed up in The Mandalorian, but The Mando was also in that episode quite a lot, doing cool things. And the Razor Crest got blown up. There was plenty going on to tie it back to Mando. They have to introduce Boba, reintroduce him almost now in Chapter 7 as the man. So, But, they, you know, a few things aside, 9.5 out of 10. Um, Lucasfilm Story Group's Matt Martin stated that the Yoda likely had more than a few lightsabers during his lifetime. So there you go. He's already he said that. One. There he came. This Classic. was before, yeah. So um, it's already out there. But um, 9.5 out of 10, because I'm holding out hope that next week's episode, mate, will be the big one. So nine and nine and a half, mate. What mm. say you? I think I have to go nine out of 10. Ooh, that's big for I you, bro, bro. It's big, mate, because it just hit me in the feels. Um, and I think... I, I, I'm I'm at that point where I'm like, I need to just trust the process. I need trust to trust where they know where they're going. There's obviously some big picture stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. And that this episode just screams that, right? It screams yep. that. So I think there's, there's, there's some like just trust in that. And when you do, you know, you're, I'm just enjoying the ride, man. There's so much to love and adore in this. And it was very well filmed. Mate, Dave Filoni. He did enough. He's he's doing really well, man. He did a good job this week. He did it. He did a great job. He did a great job, and I think he was the man for this episode because he knows and loves and understands a great deal of these characters. And it's great to see a dude who's so involved in the bigger picture of Star Wars right now taking a real hold of an episode like this because yeah. really he has to. That is his job. Mm-hmm. So. And I think he did that well. I think he did that very well. I can't wait, not just for next week's episode, mate, boy. I can't wait for now the, like, even more future storytelling of Star Wars. I can't wait for season three of Mando. I can't wait for Ahsoka. I can't wait for potentially a new series. You know, will they do a Luke Skywalker series? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I think we'll probably see more of Luke in well, I mean, we've we, it, it's been and done now. We would we would always ask, like, are we going to see more Luke after Mando season two? And we're like, well, maybe they might li- use him sparingly. Liberally, yeah. No, now, now, I think we'll 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 see him when the story requ- requires because it will look good, it will sound good, and that's that. If it makes sense, let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Well, if Grogu takes a, if chooses a lightsaber, maybe we're going to get a post credit scene saying, you know, Luke Skywalker's new series is going to be the new thing. Who knows? But um, who knows? Who yeah, knows? mate, I, 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 that's really cool of you to say. You know, this is in This is you know, the spark is now shining brighter than ever for these Star Wars TV series, and mm. you know they're, they're doing what they said that what they what they're there for is building out the story. And yeah, props to Filoni. That this episode was crammed full of stuff there was so much in this even at times when it didn't feel like there was in the first half which is brilliant star wars yeah but there's so much because it's not just oh look there's luke grogan ahsoka it's everything that goes with it the history the law and yeah. then later on yeah. the episode bane vamp mando flip you know everyone they're, they're boba fennec they got so much in without it feeling overstuffed overwrought or i don't think anybody felt like they got short shrift either you could argue boba fett is getting very short shrift here which i'm not going to argue with but that is a mm. massive concern for me. I don't think Favreau and mm. Filoni have lost their minds. I don't think they've lost their handle. But for me, as a with my critical mind on, the book of Boba Fett needs Boba Fett in the final episode. It needs and him. I, 
I think this is a topic we'll need to revisit after the season finale next week and, and probably maybe even a, a wee bit after that because it's one thing because we're doing this recap hours after watching it. I think it's really good sometimes to give give series, seasons, episodes, films a wee bit time to breathe, to settle in, to digest it all. And you a lot of the time you get more of an honest opinion, honest take on things. So once we got the whole story, the whole big picture of this series, we might go, well, they need to do it for this, this, and this. And so I think, uh, you know, good question for another time. No, it's good not story, on, good question. I don't know. One of those, <laughs> whatever Maz said. Good, uh, good point for another time but yeah, yeah. They, they've got they've got questions to answer so far they're answering questions we didn't think they would i've got i have faith that next week we're going to get the answer to these questions and yeah. i think our boy boba is going to have a great he's going to he's, he is going to ride it like a bentha we're going to have a good time so mate next week the season finale i still think they have to do a season two to to, to really flesh out boba's claim to the throne but the season finale so far we've only got to confirm just one season that it ends next week mate that's exciting enough we hope you've all enjoyed this recap we got excited we went hard on this one so let us know what you thought we both thought it was great let us know what mm. you thought because that is that for this recap episode of star wars sessions the fun isn't in there no one's ever really gone where could the world find us master blywalker they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Uh, search us on social media. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok the lot. Uh, drop us a voice message or uh, just a general message. Let, tell us what you think. Send us an email to our email address. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you can get loads of bonus filthy spicy content over there for two dollars a month less than a cup of coffee less than a lot of burgers and stuff these days you know and you enjoy that in what like a few minutes now nah, mate you can have loads of bonus content two dollars a month it's a bargain go over there patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions listen to what the man says he speaks the truth we're on spotify apple podcast google podcast Amazon, Audible, anywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast. You're going to find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice and let your Star Wars friends know all about us. Uh, Five stars helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners. It's another way to hear from more of you geezers and girls each and every Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, 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 tell yes. your Ewok, tell Garth Whip, Rip, tell your cousin, <laughs> tell your Ewok, the more the merrier, the castle spicier. Tell the impending massacre of the pikes. Now, this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, oh, the season finale from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always Luke Luke well he was back in this one wasn't he so definitely appropriate (laughs) more (laughs) yes more we want more more